Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. begin in verse number one. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desiring the, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disswelling indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up the spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also, it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Simon a chief cornerstone, Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disswelled, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you, out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may buy your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. So this passage, of course, is speaking of being separate, and I'm going to focus on verse number 11 today. And I was thinking of an illustration to illustrate this. Um, if we were to have a VCS basketball game this week, I know we don't, but if we were to have one this week, and we all went out there and supported them, but we wore the other team's colors. Let's say they were the Lions, and they were red and white, and we wore red and white and held signs that were red and white that said Lions on them. But the whole time, we were cheering for our Eagles. We were cheering for our team. That doesn't make any sense. Number one, it would be confusing to people. Why are we wearing the team of the other color, the color of the other team, sorry. <laughs> Why are we holding signs for the other team, but at the, <laughs> but all the while we are cheering for our team. So number one, it will confuse people, but not only that, it would cause our cheering to be diluted. So we would be cheering for our team, but it wouldn't mean as much 
because we're not in full support of that. And this is often the time what us Christians, what we are going through now and what we have been going through in the past. We are in the world. We are of God. God created us. He saved us, and now we're separate. But at the same time, we're wearing the clothes of the world. We're wearing the jersey of the world. We have the signs of the world, but we're witnessing, we're speaking about God, we're trying to be good witnesses, good Christians, as we should be, but all the time our message is being diluted because of how we are presenting ourselves in the world. It's not just how we dress, how we talk, what we say or do, but it's our desires, our, pri our priorities. They're in the world. It's causing us to blend in. It's not just that we're exactly like them, but we're just blending in as the normal, everyday man instead of being who God wants us to be. We've lost our fire. We've lost our fire for God. We're not, we don't have the great desire that we should have as Christians. And we're not seeking out the world. So what does God have to say about this? So first, in our main verse, number 11, it says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. So number one, God reminds us that we are different. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, he says, he says that we are a new creature in Christ. Once we are saved, we're different from the world. So why should we act the same as them? Why should we go back to our old ways when we are made different? So he reminds us that we are different. Number one, we are strangers. When you live in, in Christ, the world will see you as a stranger. Unknown, unique. In verse number nine, he calls us a peculiar, peculiar people. And for some reason, we as Christians, kind, it's kind of hard for us to be okay with that. We're so focused on what the world thinks. We're so focused on what people think. I know I struggle with this more than anybody. So focused on what people think that we forget what really matters is what God thinks of us. And so what happens is that we are a stranger to the world, but we're not presenting ourselves as God would have us to be. When we are fully dedicated to Christ as we should be, we will be seen as strangers. So when I think of, you always think of like horror movies and whenever they see something, or I've never watched one, but um, yeah, I got scared watching Amazing Spider-Man 2. I couldn't sleep that night, so I couldn't do a horror movie. But you think about those movies, scary movies or whatever, and they see something or hear something that's really weird and they go and check it out, which is odd. But... The other night, we were camping, me, Asher, Philip, and Jacob. And <laughs> it was really dark outside. It was, I think, around like 10 o'clock or something. And all of a sudden, we started hearing laughing, which is really creepy. And none of us were laughing. <laughs> uh, 
it was scary, and it was like way off in there. And for some reason, Asher decided to go check it out. And he was like, hey, whoever's in there, you know, <laughs> trying to scare him off. Um, so Asher went and checked it out, and then Jacob and Philip ran away like little girls. <laughs> I was the only man. I actually ran towards it. Not really. But we think about um, those things, and why, why are we curious to those things? It's human nature. Odd things, unique things, we're curious to it, right? We, we're a little put off by it, but at the same time, we get closer to it. And there's something about it that just draws us closer to it. And as Christians, we are unique. We're strangers. We're different. And when we truly act like that, God, um, well, the world will see us as that, and they'll be drawn towards us. So not only are we strangers, but we are also pilgrims. And a pilgrim is a person who journeys to a sacred place for religious reasons. So we are here for a reason. God keeps us here after we're saved. I've said this before. Everybody said this before. But after we're saved, God keeps us here for a reason. So that we could spread the gospel to other people who are just like us. And so when we begin to kind of be drawn toward the war, to the world and start desiring those things, our purpose gets muddled and we begin to lose our purpose and we can't, and it's hard to find. So we are here for a purpose. We're here to spread the gospel. But when we start looking to the world for things, we forget what that is. And so not only does he remind us that we're different, but he tells us how to show that we are different. So, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts. So we're to abstain from fleshly lusts. If you want to turn to uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we're to abstain from fleshly lust, from desires of our flesh. But what happens is so many of us, we're saved from that. We now have the ability to abstain from those things, to live away from those things, but so often, we as Christians, we tend to pick them back up and carry them. All those desires we've had before, the um, desires of sin, even things that aren't really a sin but are a weight in our lives, we just continue to carry them and pick them back up. And so, number one, we're to abstain from those things, we're to put them down, we're to leave them behind. So the world lives only for the flesh, but we um, have the pr privilege and the ability to live for things greater than that. 
So abstain from all appearance of the flesh, which war against, which war against the soul. So you are different because God lives within you. If you let the flesh take over, no one will ever see God in, in our lives. It's a constant war. I think I mentioned this in my last message. Uh, Paul says that he dies, he, I die daily. It's a constant war to put down our flesh, to let God have reign in our lives. So how do we let the world see that we're different? So we often focus on the outside and the world. Um, we tend to do that as human beings. We're always focused on the outside. And one thing I've always noticed is that it's easier to pretend to be a Christian than it actually is to be a Christian. It's really easy to focus on the outside, to dress right, to say the right things, to come to church every Sunday, but to actually put down your flesh, to actually abstain from the things that take over your life to actually let God have reign in your life every single day and to fight your mind and your flesh every single day. It's a lot harder than to just put on a show. It's a lot harder than pretending to be a Christian is really easy. And I'm afraid so many of us do it, and I've done it before. Um, but to be an actual Christian, because the word Christian has gotten mixed up. I think we tend to do, once we're saved, we say that we're a Christian, but that's not true. It's when we're following God, when we're living for God, when we're following Christ, that is the definition of a Christian. And if you notice in the Bible, it says they first called the disciples Christians. So the disciples were called Christians by other people. We often self-identify as Christians, and that's all we do. We say we're a Christian, but our actions never meet our words. And we need, we need to live a life where people will look at us and call us Christians. We won't even have to say it. They should just be able to see that. So it's not enough to pretend. It's not enough to identify as a Christian. Turn with me to 1 Samuel 6, verse 7. Uh, chapter 16, verse 7, sorry. First Samuel 16, chapter 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So we're so focused, and we try to be different, so we change our outside and we change everything about our lives, but that's not what we should be doing. We should be letting God change our heart, because that's what matters. Because the world does see the outside, but God sees the heart. So... What happens is when we let God change our heart, then our outside will change. And we will become as we should be, and the difference will be seen in our lives. So are we willing to let God change us so that they can see us differently? 
So number one, he reminds us that we're different. We're strangers, and we are pilgrims. And number two, he tells us how to be different. We need to abstain from the flesh, and we need to war against the soul. We can all stand tonight. I'm done. I just want to ask you, the, I think we all know the things that we struggle with in our life, and we all have problems, and it's one thing to say that we're going to change them, but we need to just pray and ask God to fully change us instead of trying to do it ourselves. So if you need to come tonight and pray.